Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have two awesome guests, uh, the captains of CU soccer team, Hannah Schartz, Libby Garrity. They're headed to the national, like the NCAA tournament next week, starting Tuesday at five against South Alabama, I think. Uh, should be a fun run, and we're going to figure out what's going on behind the scenes with that stuff. Uh, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, let's just kind of like jump in with, uh, the, the selection day. I mean, you guys, what you finished win, draw, win, win. And that got you like 36th in RPI in a year when instead of having 64 teams in the tournament, you, you get cut down to 48 and all of a sudden the at large bids get cut from like 17 plus 16 to 17 now. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of crazy to try to make it a tournament from right there. What, what was on your mind uh, as you guys are like sitting there waiting for them to say whether you're in or not? Um, definitely a lot of stress. Every single year, we're one of those at-large bids. Um, so we always have a good idea, but you never know, especially with how few teams got in. Um, but I think a lot of us were feeling really good. I mean, we did everything we could to put ourselves in a good position, um, so yeah, there was nothing we could do at that point, but hope for the best, but <laughs> it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone definitely had a good feeling going in. I mean, like Libby said, you hope for the best and you just, if it, if the worst happens then you just have to roll with it, but, um, we all had a good feeling going into it. And I mean, it was stressful being like the last quadrant called, I feel like that's Every definitely time. a repeating yeah. theme for us. <laughs> Every that's year stressful. the last four teams to get called oh. yeah because we saw almost all of the well we saw arizona state get called mm -hmm. and we weren't sure if that was going to be good for us or not depending on if stanford also got called so it was definitely mm -hmm. nerve-wracking being in that final quadrant after seeing arizona state be called but um we are so stoked when we heard our name so worked out for the best yeah definitely uh when do you guys leave Sunday, bright and early. <laughs> okay. And so then like, what's the plan when you get there? Do you guys have to go through like a bunch of like COVID testing and that kind of stuff? Like, have you guys been testing all season? Yeah, oh, <laughs> at least like twice a week, pretty much twice a week is pretty much uh, standard, but yes, very frequently every week. <laughs> what's it, what's it been like though? Like, uh, I mean, obviously like very different this year going from the fall season to the spring season. Um, I mean, I guess that changes with the tournament. Now, now you guys are playing almost in like summer weather versus in the snow and that kind of stuff. 
I mean, it, it, does it, does it kind of wear on you to, to have that extra six months of practice before you guys got started? I don't know if it wore on us. I, I guess it made it more exciting when the time finally came, but yeah, I mean, it's been a long year to get to where we are. Um, and it's rewarding to finally be here <laughs> for sure. And all that work and finally get to go to North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And the weather has been drastically different. Like you said, I mean, most weekends, I think we were either playing in snow, rain in Utah or it's cold weather to some degree. Um, we've had some really nice games, like when we went to California and played Stanford and Cal, I think people actually got sunburned, which we were very excited about because some people got tan from the one weekend, but, um, yeah, definitely drastically different from the fall weather-wise, but like Libby said, we're all just so excited and it really just built up the anticipation to finally get back out there. Yeah, we have I, a we have a weather curse on us. <laughs> Whenever we yeah. leave, the weather's nice here, and we go somewhere where it's rainy, and vice versa. When we're here, yeah. it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, I had the opposite. Really I just I went to Vegas last weekend for a bachelor party, and that's why I'm still kind of like red. But there, <laughs> we're like driving through a blizzard, and I actually one of my windshield wipers wouldn't work, and so I had no idea where I was going for like the last ten minutes, and I was so happy to spend like two three days not here. Um, let's Libby, I want to hear about your, uh, about your knee. So I actually, I, I met your dad a couple times at some soccer games. And at the time, yeah, I, I think maybe you like missed friends. one or two <laughs> and, and, and he was like, telling me all about the knee stuff. And it, I thought it was like really interesting, but so, so you tear it your first game as a freshman, your ACL, yeah. and then you played the next two years with a brace, right? No. So I tore my ACL freshman year and because I tore it early enough in the season, I just had to go through preseason with the brace. Okay. So I was actually good to go by the time season came. Um, but yeah, had some bad luck with another meniscus tear, yeah. but the, the break the all, whole brace deal was actually my other leg. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, that happened my junior year. Yeah, I had yep. a lot of cartilage damage and had to get a big reconstructive surgery this last year. But what's that like? Like, like going through the recovery? Like, did you feel like you've lost a step or like regained it? Some people say like going through the recovery process, they work so hard they feel like they're even faster after. What was what was your experience? Um, the timing worked out kind of weird because I was. Um, I, it actually happened kind of during the pandemic. So I was rehabbing during the pandemic. So I don't know if that helped or hurt me, but in terms of getting to play a season, having Pac-12 move from fall to yeah. spring yeah. helped me a lot because I wouldn't have been able to play in the fall. And I was cleared right at the end of the fall. So yeah, COVID kind of helped me out. <laughs> it did. It did. Probably the, I'm probably the only one to say that, but. Yeah. Huh. And, and Hannah, uh, uh, the, the transfer. So you... You played not all that much at UCLA, redshirt freshman year, play a few games the next year. What what was that process like? I mean, when did you realize that you wanted to try somewhere playing playing somewhere else? Um, basically, after my first season there where I wasn't redshirting, um, I just wasn't getting the same chance that I wanted. And I just decided it would be the best move for me as a player 
um, and just as a person to get out. And um, I put my name in the transfer portal and I was fortunate enough that Colorado reached out to me and they had actually reached out to me the first time around in the recruiting process when I was in high school, but I had never visited Colorado because I was kind of focusing more on local, like California schools, because I'm a big homebody. Um, so I was ideally wanting to stay in California at the time. Um, but this next time around, I was very open to um, broadening my horizons and, you know, getting out there and exper experiencing something new. And when I visited Colorado, I just, I fell in love with it. And I loved that it was in the Pac-12, so I could also play UCLA. And it's, I mean, it's the best conference in the country, I think. So um yeah that's how I ended up here very luckily <laughs> what did you have any other schools you were considering um the second time around I'd say I talked to Santa Clara and Pepperdine okay. probably the most um along with Colorado those were probably like the three that I was considering the most okay and what was it about Colorado I mean you said Pac-12 like what about Boulder was it that like stuck out to you um, well, first of all, it's very beautiful and it's drastically different than city life, um, of uh, LA, <laughs> but I, I just truly love the coaching staff. I think their coaching style really resonated with me. Um, a lot of my previous club coaches, you know, have very similar personalities that they do. And I just liked how they handle things. And I loved their emphasis on team culture and creating a positive environment where, you know, we're, we are like a family here and that was drastically just, uh, different than at UCLA. So I really loved that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can go on and on. <laughs> There's so much about Boulder that I really love and my parents and family and everyone who comes to visit just absolutely loves it. It's just a really special place to be. Love to hear it. Do you, do you, uh, you're obviously like happy with your decision, right? Very happy. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the best decision I could have made by far. All right, time to take our first ad break. Uh, this one is going to be a little bit longer. Next one's going to be pretty short, though, so that'll balance it out. Um, in case you're wondering, I'm not where I was before, and that's why there's music in the background. This is the this is the vibes at the DMVR bar on a Thursday afternoon. Um, but to get back to the ads. So first of all, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, the DMVR Buffs podcast, uh, or if you're a DMVR Buffs podcast listener, there's actually a whole bunch of other really cool things at DNVR. Um, there's there's podcasts on all the sports teams in Colorado, uh, and, and there's also a bunch of like written content. And uh, if you become a member of DMVR today, not only do you get access to our written content, access to our members only Discord where we talk about the Buffs. Uh, there's like a channel for Broncos and Nuggets and like skiing and snowboard, all that different stuff. Um, you also will get a free shirt from the DNVR locker if you get an annual membership. Um, along with that free shirt, you'll also get a free Recover Holistic Stick from Holistic Wellness. Uh, if you're wondering what that is, Holistic Wellness is a CBD company, and the stick that they will send you, um, you stir it around your drink. It's super simple. You, you drink it, and then you're good to go. You've got the CBD in you. The sticks come in a bunch of different flavors, really, like recovery, uh, some of the help with like sleep or digestion, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and if you're interested in some of the other products, you can go to holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and get yourself uh, whatever you want at 30% off by using the code DMVR30. Also, just become a member, check it out, get a coupon. That would be my move. 
Also, uh, Strava Craft Coffee. Um, Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-infused coffee. We're going heavy on the CBD today. And people love it. The, the reviews are incredible. It helps with all the things that CBD helps with, like headaches, joint pains, IBS. Um, there's, there's no jitters if you're somebody who drinks a lot of coffee. Um, and the best part, I think, is that we actually serve Strava cold brew in the DMVR bar. So if you're in the neighborhood, again, Colfax in York and Denver, uh, you can come in and check it out yourself uh, before you commit. And if you do commit, they have an awesome deal. You can subscribe to get whatever products you want, whether it's the, the ground beans, the whole beans, uh, they have K-cups, and get those delivered to you every two, four, six, or eight weeks and get 20% off every single time. It's a great deal. Another option, though, if you use the code DMVR25, you can save 25% um, at checkout on your first purchase. So definitely check them out. They're a great partner of ours. And again, the reviews speak for themselves. One more. Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time they stepped into the octagon, and round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this week's Oh, this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Uh, pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. All you got to do, put five, bo five bucks on either fighter to win, and if they walk out of the ring with the belt, you will cash $130 in free bets. There's seriously no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if MMA isn't for you, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. I made a bunch of money uh, betting some women's soccer a couple days ago. They had Gotham plus 500, which is just crazy because they aren't that bad. And it turns out Carly Lloyd did enough to give them the win and got me a bunch of money. If you guys... if we. If anybody's interested in NWSL betting chat, I feel like there are some odds to mine there. Um, don't tell people at DraftKings. Uh, again, though, DraftKings safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR when you sign up and turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DMVR to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, let's go back to the interesting stuff. I want to jump into... Uh... Some of like the pro soccer stuff, because I'm curious what your opinions are. You know, I'm not like a diehard NWSL fan, but ever since Taylor started playing uh, or actually I like, got drafted, I started following during like the, the weird time. But now that she's actually playing, I'm, I'm kind of bought in. Um, what do you guys think when you see like NWSL, you know, the, the women's national team is getting a whole bunch of support right now? I mean, for the most part, there's there's some also some people who do not support it. Um, but, but when you see the game kind of growing and people opening their eyes to women's soccer, how, how does that make you feel? Um, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we've always obviously played our whole lives um, mm -hmm. and have always looked up to these teams. 
Um, mm. And it's always kind of been like just us. We all just looked up to them. So mm. it's really cool for it to be a national conversation and have our friends know who we're talking about. Um, and it is cool to see the NWSL growing and adding teams and people we've grown up playing with. I know Hannah knows Katarina pretty well and Taylor, obviously. It's really cool to see people we've played with our whole lives playing pro and making a career out of it. So, yeah. And, and Hannah, you went to the, to the final in 2015 when the, the U S beat Japan. I, I did. Mean, what is, what is that like? That has to be so cool to see in person. Oh my gosh. It was incredible. Just, I mean, going into the game, everyone assumed it was going to be a tighter game just mm-hmm. because Japan was the powerhouse at the time. I think they won the Olympics right before that. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, and the U.S. just came out on fire, and it was five to two, I believe, the final score. So I mean, j- or yeah, five to one. I mean, so just the atmosphere was absolutely insane, and um, everyone was just in disbelief when the goals kept coming and coming all at once, pretty much. Um, I remember Carly Lloyd? I'm pretty sure had a hat trick that game and played up top, kind of out of nowhere. So it was just a big shock factor for sure. So much was going on, but. Um, it was really cool just to see the whole stands flooded with red, white, and blue. I mean, there were really not that many Japan um, fans there, surprisingly, but like it, it really just felt like a U.S. home advantage almost. Yeah, that that one was in Canada, right? Uh huh. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, is there anybody on those teams that you you guys are like more into than the others? Like anybody you're really a fan of? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm I love watching Julie play. There go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a big Julie fan. <laughs> and Lindsay Horan, obviously the Colorado yeah. product. Yeah. I'm a big Becky Sauerbrunn fan. I just think she's a great player and really just cleans everything up back there pretty much. Um, but yeah, also Katarina Macario, just because she's one of my personal friends. So like Libby said earlier, it's crazy, you know, seeing her on the big stage after growing up playing with her and um, just being like her friend. It's just really cool to be able to be like, I know her and I keep telling her to give me tickets, but we'll <laughs> hopefully eventually she'll come yeah. around. I mean, hopefully at some point there's an NWSL team in Denver. Like it seems like there should be. We would be a good really place for one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I would be one fan. There's a start, I guess. Uh, I want, how about back to some of this COVID stuff? So, uh, you guys obviously have a a lot on your plates already as student athletes. When you have to kind of like separate yourself even more from, you know, the rest of the students, maybe from your families, that kind of stuff. And, and, and make sure that you don't catch the disease because you could shut down the team, all that kind of stuff. What is that like kind of locking yourself in and not, not doing anything really? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a challenge for sure. I'd say it's probably a lot more mentally draining and stressful than people assume because, I mean, I think from the outside, a lot of people probably assume, oh, the athletic department is just its own bubble. Like people are getting tested so regularly, but really it's like our own team is in a tiny bubble because we try not to limit interactions with other student athletes. So it's really as isolated as you could be pretty much just to, be as safe as possible um so that's been a real challenge but our team's done a great job of it and I mean it's been a really hard year for everyone I'm sure everyone feels isolated during the pandemic at some point but um 
our team's powered through so far. So, <laughs> and, and Libby, you have family around here. Uh, how, how much time did you spend with them? I know you obviously like your, your dad with, with his job has to be responsible and not get sick because he'd get football players sick, but, but yeah. what was, did, did you see them much? Um, I was fortunate enough to see them. Um, yeah, he, he had to be on way stricter protocols. I mean, yeah. he couldn't even go out to restaurants. Um, yeah. And they were getting tested like every day. Um, but um, yeah, so they they live a quick 40 minutes away. So they came up for all the home games. We were so fortunate that CU worked to get us fans at our home games because mm-hmm. there were a lot of places that didn't allow that, um, at least yeah. near the beginning. Um, and so it was fun to see how the season progressed because at the beginning, like you couldn't see fans after the games and um, we just kind of wave and go our separate ways. But now my parents are both vaccinated. And so, um, we hang out after the games now. (laughs) 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 Can you tell, I mean, I'm sure that there weren't as many fans as there would be if there weren't a pandemic. I mean, can can you feel the difference? And I guess road games when you're playing in California, there might be no fans at all. Do you guys feel the difference in the energy when you're out there? Yeah, we've, we've had to make our own energy this year. I mean, everyone's limited to a couple fans who's, who's good at that who's good at uh, making their own energy if you had to pick people who's providing the energy for the team oh man who'd you say um i say gabby always brings good she always says good I believe vibes that. Haley adams says good vibes uh, you <laughs> know Haley adams Haley the, adams ben- the bench sure. has been loud this season we've been yeah. getting into it which is fun yeah i'd have to say Haley adams is the hypest person on the team for sure that's good to know that's good to know (laughs) all right uh one more really quick break and then we'll get back to the rest of what hannah and libby had to say uh we are going to be talking about one of my favorite partners uh hey you yeah you got bush you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today manscaped after using these life-changing products you're going to want to join a very special kind of beauty contest Uh, i'm looking out for you guys i have a a code that will give you 20 percent off for manscaped.com that code is dmvr you plug dmvr in there you'll get 20 percent off it's a great deal uh i recommend getting the perfect package 3.0 it comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, which is a waterproof cordless body trimmer, 7,000 RPM. But it is, you, you're, you're safe from grooming accidents because of their advanced skin-safe technology that they actually pioneered themselves. Uh, on top of getting that trimmer, you'll also get a bunch of liquid formulations, uh, deodorant, body wash, all that kind of stuff that they... I, I can't imagine my life without that deodorant is what I'm going to say. Um, the crop reviver, the refined cologne, just, just so many incredible products. And if you get that perfect package 3.0, you'll get two free gifts. First, a travel bag worth a $39 value, and you'll get their patented high performance reduced chafing manscape boxers. Again, you can get 20% off and get free shipping. If you use the code DMVR at manscape.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your <laughs> for your job. 
<laughs> and again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DMVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DMVR. It's 2021. You still got Bush? Change that with Manscaped. Okay, uh, back to soccer. Let's, uh, we can get off topic a little bit. Uh, Libby, uh, your bio says uh, that uh, you have five dogs, a cat, and five chickens. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, is that real? <laughs> It is real. <laughs> how does that happen? I guess technically it's down to four dogs. Oh, no. But um, oh, how does that happen? <laughs> That's okay. Um, it, how does that happen? My mom loves pets and we're really easily persuaded when we see a, a new animal we want. <laughs> we just go do it. Um, so yeah, that's. I, I loved growing up with a bunch of pets. So I bet. I, do you, I'm, I'm just assuming like dogs and the cat have names. Do the chickens have names? my mom did name all the chickens and knows all of and can tell all the eggs apart too so she knows <laughs> wow so you can like track like the family tree uh well just like we the want to eat like we can tell who oh. who laid what. oh yeah. yeah they aren't becoming chickens they're becoming food does no that is that kind of weird though to know like this is like whatever you i don't i don't even know what you name a chicken i can't even give an example but like this is this chicken's son or daughter or could have been <laughs> i mean it's not that weird isn't We've it been doing it for a while so yeah also the at one point there was a pig there was i grew up with a, a pot belly pig in the house ago. he well at one point in his life he hung out oh, in the house once. but he got a little too big um so he <laughs> lived outside in this little like shed thing we had and he'd just roam around wow uh every one one more animal question that i promise i'll stop um so like everybody always like talks about <laughs> pigs being super smart and that kind of thing I i've never like met one so is they it, is that true are they really that smart oh yeah they're super tell. smart i'd say they're even smarter than most dogs <laughs> really like yeah. how many of the four if how you had to like the put four? the pig in in there <laughs> He might have ranked second or third. Okay. He knew way he knows way more tricks. He knew way more tricks than my other dogs. He okay, could I mean, do like he knew how to ring a doorbell and he would do like um figure eights. He was really smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's really impressive. Did you have any pets, Hannah? I do. I have two French bulldogs at home. Oh, what are the names? Not as exciting as Libby with her mini farm, but <laughs> yeah, we probably yeah, don't I get any food from them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, no what are the names though duke and winnie duke and winnie yeah I, I, duke is uh, like a really good bulldog name it's winnie's style solid i guess <laughs> yeah he's pretty stocky and he's like all muscle too so it's very fitting yeah for him. Hmm. okay i like it um so what, what's the transition like from california to colorado and your bio says like you're into paddle boarding is one. I think yeah. maybe like surfing was in there. I wish I could surf. Oh, okay. I, I can't, but <laughs> have you but tried like skiing? Oh. What, what were you going to say? Ahead. Have you tried like skiing or snowboarding or anything while I've been here? I actually haven't. Um, oh. That'll probably be like an after soccer type of thing. That makes I... sense probably would hurt myself to be honest I've just never gone <laughs> but um yeah I like to go paddle boarding at home especially with my mom and sister um 
there's a place by one of the beaches in Malibu that we would just rent from and you know you'd rent them for a few hours and you can just go out there and when you get tired you just sit on your board and tan on the water and it's super fun and relaxing but it's also a good arm workout so mm. it's a really fun summer activity to do for sure what do you do here i mean um, i guess there's a pandemic so not much but if there weren't <laughs> we've actually gone paddleboarding a few times on different reservoirs here um which is pretty cool but i don't know i honestly haven't explored colorado as much as i would like to so that's definitely on my bucket list this summer is to do more things and to go on some more hikes because I haven't really done many here. I don't think any really. Um, and yeah, just try to stay outside as much as possible. I feel like with last summer with COVID, I was inside so much just because we were trying to stay away from people. But this summer I want to be outside as much as possible and doing fun things. <laughs> yeah, that fun things sound really good. I feel like there haven't been <laughs> nearly enough of those. Um, yeah. Let's get back to some soccer stuff. Uh, so you go through the season I and mean, obviously playing in the PAC 12, that's gotta be like kind of challenging seeing all those teams week after week after week. I mean, especially, you know, as, as you get into that last stretch, I think I said earlier, finish like win, draw, win, win. Was there like a conversation before that stretch where somebody said it's time to get things going if we're going to make it to the tournament? Yeah, about the Oregon weekend. We were like, if we want a shot, we we need to get results in every weekend, every game. Um, and we stepped up to the challenge and we did just that, and which was really exciting. But <laughs> I mean, every year it kind of comes down to that because there's the games are always so close and the rankings are always so close. So every single year it feels like we have to get big results near the end. So... Yeah. I mean, why do you think everybody was able to step up? Hmm. I think a lot. Of, I mean, we were, we had like a month long preseason this year and we really just worked so hard. I mean, we were running, doing fitness and basically every practice and we were going six days a week and we really just were in grind mode, to be honest. And everyone, I think a lot of the motivation just came from, like Libby said earlier, like the anticipation waiting to play because we didn't get to play in the fall. And I mean, we worked really hard even over the summer in June and July with the assumption that we were going to play in the fall. So we had all that hard work built up. And then when our season got pushed back, just gave us more extra time to get better. Um, and I think we just wanted to play in the, in the tournament this year more than anything else, just to reward ourselves for all of that hard work that we've done for the past year. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And then, I mean, it, obviously you have the conversation at some point during that stretch of a couple of weeks before the season's over, but what's it like? I mean, Libby on senior day, first of all, you know that it's senior day and that this is potentially your last game win or lose, but then to have the added pressure of giving yourself a chance to keep playing. If you win, I mean, what's going through your head before that game? I don't know. I mean, a lot of emotions was going, <laughs> going through my head that day. Um, Cause we always senior day, is such a fun day. The team is, we make it so special and we have all these fun traditions and um, we're always just have so much energy. And it feels like every single year it's, we're always, I mean, we play Utah. It's a big, big game. 
usually we need to win it. <laughs> we, we're kind of we're kind of used to these um, situations, um, but yeah, a lot going through my head. I was nervous, but I mean, we've been there before, and we we knew what we had to do, and everyone stepped up. What about when you go down? I mean, Hannah, for you, I mean, all conference defender, first team all conference. She said that earlier. Congrats. On, on that, but but you guys hadn't given up a goal in a, a, at least a, a week or two, and then to give a goal up to go down in that game, what's the conversation like, you know, with with the goalie, with the defenders on the field after that happens? Yeah, um, it was definitely like an ouch moment because we yeah. hadn't give up, given up a goal in so long, as you had said. Um, but I think we just didn't let it affect us. I mean, we scored so fast. Libby scored so fast just right after that. And we are very resilient. And um, to be honest, I don't even think we really had a conversation. I think everyone was just, okay, we need to step up and let's go time because we knew we couldn't lose that game. So um, I think everyone in their head was just like, I need to be better in these next few minutes and for the rest of the half. And translated to a quick goal so worked out it did work out and also we should say for people who didn't watch the game it was libby who scored that goal real quick <laughs> yes just it was. to give credit where it's due um <laughs> before we get out of here you know for for people who haven't watched you guys play yet this season but are going to watch on tuesday what should they expect out of you guys I and mean, what what do they need to know about your team oh man <laughs> <laughs> I would say we're just ready to make a statement. Um, we're really pleased with our draw. And I mean, like I said, we've just been waiting all year for this moment. And at this point, you lose or you go home, like, or you win or you go home pretty much. So um, I think we're going to embrace that pressure and just leave it all out on the field and, you know, fight for the seniors and fight for the injured players that we have this season who can't be out there with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this year hasn't been an easy year by any, any means, <laughs> but every single game, uh, we improve and get better and we have our best soccer yet to play. So, mm -hmm. all right. Um, if, if, uh, if, if you're, what's a good way to ask this question, how about, uh, babe, between now and like the beginning of the season, where has the team taken the biggest steps? Do you think? Um, I think, I mean, we did have such a new team. Like we did, I mean, we talk about how much preparation we had coming in, but all of that preparation was COVID focused. So like we would have only, we could only practice in small groups, couldn't do full field stuff. I mean, so trying to find our identity in the first couple games of the season was a little difficult because we hadn't played together like that um, in over a year. Um, so I think our biggest jump was from those preseason games, finding our identity to Pac-12 when we the competition really stepped up yeah. a whole big step and we <laughs> had to, you know, rise to the challenge. And I think we did it. <laughs> I mean, you did. You're in the tournament. Yeah. You did what you needed to do. All right. Um, I think it's time to get out of here. Um for everybody listening, the game is going to be on NCAA.com. You can watch. It's it's Colorado playing against South Alabama. I think Hannah mentioned that it's a good draw. 
I would agree. It's a good draw. And not just in that first round, but Oklahoma State in the second round. In a 48-team tournament, it doesn't take long to, you know, make some noise. Uh, I know I'm excited. Hopefully everybody listening's excited. Uh, I'm hoping to get the game on at the DMVR bar, uh, but we'll stay tuned to the podcast, stay tuned to Twitter. And if anybody wants to come watch, there's a chance we'll be playing it here. I don't know if we're allowed to stream things off the internet, though. Um, Thanks, guys, for coming on. And yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Oh, for sure. Uh, good luck. And uh, I'll be back with another podcast tomorrow. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.